Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Wednesday's child is full of woe, and so is this podcast. We head to Nevermore Academy as we talk Netflix's Wednesday on Normies Like Us. Make amor. Nevermore was created as a safe haven for our children. Please excuse Wednesday. She's allergic to color. Our first order of business is to escape this teenage purgatory. Now I'm one step closer to solving this case. That is what is important. You heard it up top. We are back once again. And on this one, we're getting ooky. We're getting kooky. We're getting Spooky, because that's right. We're talking, of course, the favorite member of this family. That's right. It's Wednesday here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, Colin. But I'm like writing it out in sign language and my hands like scuttling around. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be um, Mike Tisha. Yo. Spooky oh. Goss. You look this so is, good. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Hey, it's me, Uncle. Uncle Jester. <laughs> not the bees don't eat the wow. bees please. uncle jester shaved head um, mm-hmm. some lightning powers on you, you really yeah you're it. shooting force lightning mm-hmm. yes yes somehow palpatine returned um so we're here recording on a monday releasing on a tuesday it's wednesday my dudes uh we are talking mm. uh, the, the adams family like you said the mvp uh, of the Adams family. I think a lot of people are fans from even the Christina Ricci days, but got a new streaming series on Netflix, just wrapped it up, and here we are. Yes. Academy. It's Tim Burton's Wednesday, right? Be, be important to point out this extremely popular show, Netflix. We're going to talk about all that stuff. I guess the history up top is just to ask, like, how much do you guys like Charles Adams, the Adams family? Like, Jacob, is it like your favorite thing ever? It's my favorite uh, New Yorker cartoon strip. Yes. Is that um, what it was? Wow. Yeah. Originally started as like a one panel cartoon in the New Yorker for like 50 oh, years. Man. And then there was the 60s television show. Uh, and then there was, of course, the movies, the two movies in the 90s. There's been a bunch of other spinoffs as well, even recently with the animated uh, CGI mm-hmm. animated uh, Adams Family. Uh, and now the show Wednesday. Right. But of Weird. course, I love the 90s movies. Those are great movies. Yeah. See, um, I grew up in a Munsters household. So, oh. you know, <laughs> watch we, Rob Zombies, the Munsters. Yeah, which, the which I think has had a much less successful reboot this year um, in the back of my Dragula. But, uh, you know, I mostly saw the Adams Family from uh, those 90s movies. We didn't watch a ton of it. Like I would catch an episode here or there. But what it, for every reason, the Munsters was kind of our go to monster family show, which is weird because like they both aired like starting the same week. It was real like. Olympus has fallen, White House down situation going right. on with those shows. <laughs> but Colin, yeah. did you grow up with these? Like, where's your Adams? And Deep yeah. Impact. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's interesting that you say, um, what is her name? Mrs. Munster. I'm not as familiar with the Munsters, but as far I mean, as like, Herman, Lily. Then but they have the, the normie daughter or niece anyway. Yeah, monster family, right? I'm an El- a self-proclaimed Elvira guy right but mm-hmm. that doesn't like 
absorb my Morticia love. Like, yeah, I, I like the Adams family, quote unquote, I guess. Um, yeah. We would see those 90s movies as a kid. I'll, I will say when we were teen teens, like kid kids, I was probably too old to be watching this. But if I got my chores done early on Sunday, I would turn on Fox Kids, which was a TV channel. I'm going to be talking a lot about specific TV channels from when we were kids this episode. Mm-hmm. But um, you would the lead in to a show I wanted to watch called Angela Anaconda. Do you guys remember what yeah, the hell yeah. that was? A really weird cartoon, it was like a ransom papery thing. Yeah. Yes. Very <laughs> no, gross looking. Mike. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Disgusting, Jacob. The lead Sounds into like that it. show was called The New Adams Family. And it was an mm. attempt to have like a not Wednesday centered, but kind of a relaunch of that 60s show that Jacob had said. And it was it was like it, it felt like like Power Rangers or like big bad Beetleborgs, but like just the live action teen kid parts. Do you know what I mean, Mike? Like none of yeah. the fun action stuff. Oh, no, sure. I'm pulling it up, but I'm starting to have like flashbacks of this existing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's in, in the, it's in the era of like you could have had Adam's Family Evolution, like very similarly. Yes, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, and and just from when we were kids too, goth, which again we will talk about what goth means, the goth subculture. I would say our generation was hit a little more on that because 80s, I think punk and goth, they kind of didn't know the separation of that. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm, we got goth and then it went on to emo. But the two goth queens when we were kids were Wednesday Adams and Sally the zombie from Nightmare Before Christmas. Like that's who goth girls wanted to be, right? We were growing up in the peak Tim Burton Era, yes. Right? You go yes. in a hot topic. We'll buy talk yourself about some, that. Uh, Nightmare yes. for Christmas clothing. You and Edward Scissorhands uh, is a goth icon. You know? Yeah, of course. So Tim Burton being attached to this just makes sense, right? Totally. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And uh, I feel like those movies, the two '90s movies, really made Wednesday kind of the breakout star of the Adams Family in a way yeah. that she wasn't before, right? I think we all Christina Ricci's walked portrayal. away going, Christina Ricci is a star now, and they made her a star, so it is interesting, of course, to see where she is now. Yeah, yeah. And on also, a show about Wednesday Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> she made that character, got that character over, let's say, with the audiences. It's like the most popular. That Pilgrim scene is always great. Good to see yes. kind of throwbacks to that. And, you know, yeah. she, did, she did a lot of paranormal stuff with Casper, you know, so Christina Ricci's kind of been in this realm you know, uh, for a while. Queen. So yeah, scream queen. We dig it. So yeah. How about we, uh, you know, I don't know. Should we wolf out and just jump right into, uh, mm, I, I'm going to wait until the end of the episode. Okay. To wolf okay. out. Yeah. I'm not quite ready yet. <laughs> yeah. And no one's going to push me to wolf out sooner than I'm ready. I'm yeah. sorry if I pressure you guys. That camp. You when I do, do you. I'm going to turn into yeah. the cutest werewolf you've ever seen. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> okay. All right, well, you guys got nowhere to hide. We're going to be talking uh, spoilers on Wednesday right after this. We're back. We're talking Wednesday in Adam's Family and getting kooky and ooky and spooky, like we said. But mainly, we're going to be talking, of course, this new Netflix fair 
which we have confirmation is like the most watched Netflix thing of all time. So congratulations to Wednesday. More than that Stranger is, Things? Yeah, it's my It has more. topped Stranger Things. Okay, but how do we know? Yeah, because I feel too. like Netflix I, announces all these what things. what I want to talk about, dog. Yes. They don't actually release their numbers, right? They're just like, no. oh yeah, Wednesday, most watched thing ever. They could just be saying that. We don't know. You know. And you jump on Reddit or any social media site and the astroturfing that's going on to be like, check out every Wednesday thing. It's happening. It's dropped, blah, blah, blah. It feels very forced. And Jacob, when they say these things and you're just supposed to be like, well, I guess it is a hit. The company that made it told me is it does feel a little disingenuous. I mean, but yeah, it seems like people are watching this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's nowhere but near sort of the cultural impact of, say, Stranger Things so sure. far anyways. Uh, yeah. You know, and it is I would have is. to I would have to go back in time and see just how impactful season one of Stranger Things was or if it took some time because we're mm. getting a lot of memes out of this. Obviously, that dance is very popular from the show. And, uh, you know, there's there's some Wednesday content going on, but it is it's a little less uh, blunt than Thursday Night Football, Rings of Power, Amazon Prime's number one streaming <laughs> show. But it's like, yeah, it's a little dubious when the company's telling you. Um, and if anybody would want you to be skeptical, it would be Wednesday Adams. But it seems like people are digging this. I certainly enjoyed it. Um, we're going to be spoiling this thing. But, you know, general first impressions. I liked it. Colin, you know, where do you kind of land on this before we dive? into it i was probably the most excited and maybe got it on your guys radar i'm not positive mm-hmm. that was true but but have been like outwardly talking about like wednesday's gonna be great wednesday's gonna be great it yeah. got here <laughs> i had to take a little break watching it because i it didn't live up to sort of how i felt about it and mm. uh we'll talk about it how we go through it i'm 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 just more worried about how Netflix makes these things. But again, we'll talk about it. Okay. Jacob, Uh, how do you feel initial feelings? Well, yeah, yeah. I did uh, watch this based on your recommendation. So um, I knew about it, but I wasn't exactly kind of planning to watch it necessarily right away or anything. But, uh, you know, you kept talking about us. I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And, uh, you know, I thought it was enjoyable. It's, 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 it's not amazing. It's not like my show of the year or anything, but I thought for what it is, it's perfectly enjoyable and watchable. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was a fun little show. I think we will get into how it, it feels very much like a Netflix thing. It has a lot of like DNA of other stuff and, you know, mm. we'll yes. dissect that. Um, but totally, I, I, you know, I, I, some of my friends recommended it too. They're like, Oh, I watched it in a day. It was fun. It, it's cute, yeah. whatever. So I was like, yeah, all right. So, so I, I went through and watched it and it's like, yeah, it's, it's got Nancy drew. Like, it's cool. You know, I dig it. Yes. I love that. It's, take uh, it's, it's got wholesome. some CW sort of DNA in there, like uh Riverdale type stuff. Got some Harry Potter DNA with the, magical school, school boarding school element of it all right absolutely yeah. let's go back though and talk about that riverdale dna so riverdale yeah. a big cw show let's talk about who made wednesday wednesday's on netflix well, tim burton obviously gomez the- <laughs> <laughs> well right. they made her with love and we yes. know that Mike. they love uh, each other <laughs> they love each other very much <laughs> a prison cell cannot contain these two no 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 um Tim Burton is someone who puts his name on things. We had just said Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Obviously, that film is called Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton did not direct that film. That film was directed by Henry Selleck, who's a wonderful animator. Um, This is being called Tim Burton's Netflix's Wednesday. (laughs) This is not made by Tim Burton. This is made by Alfred Goh. 
It's yeah. exact produced by him, but it's created by Alfred Goh and Miles Millar, who are, of course, the creators of this. But Jacob, we know them from being the guys who basically created the CW by making the first big The WB show back when the channel was called The WB before in 2006 it merged Buffy, with UPN. The Vampire Slayer? Buddy. A little Before later, that. a show we actually watched, Smallville, because I know you weren't a Buffy oh, guy at yeah. the time. You were a Smallville guy. Mm-hmm. These two are the Smallville creators. There's so much okay. teen drama CW DNA yeah. in this thing because they're the guys who came up with that hook for TV shows. That makes a lot uh. of sense. Yeah. Uh, because it does have that teen drama CW angle that we've seen in so many shows, not just Riverdale, you know, all our Arrowverse shows that, that we used to watch and all yep. that. But, uh, mm. um, you know, it's got that, that formula in there, but I do like the, uh, the Harry Potter vibes of it all. Like, you know, like you said, November, December, that's Harry Potter watching time. And I think this is a nice substitute for, for a little Harry Potter that I haven't seen before. Right. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely got those vibes. And, you know, the the teen drama, like like what what music genre gets, you know, the biggest audience, you know, and stuff that's, you know, kind of targeted towards teens. So you get it why this is maybe so successful, because it's like hitting that sweet spot of the market that they figured out, like, you know, how to really speak to with the CW shows, I guess. So they're just kind of building upon yeah. everything. Yeah, and, you know, with learned. the kids these days, you know, <laughs> oh, we're no. not kids these days, but the <laughs> kids here, these boomer. days, they're bringing back pop punk, they're bringing back emo. They're bringing mm-hmm. back all these things that was big. When They're we sad kids. now. Kids are sad. So why not bring, yeah, why not bring no. hot, topic, hot topic Tim Burton aesthetic back? Dude, Jacob, everyone's apathetic. You made you me just it. flip me around to love this show now, dude. Yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> we're not the target the audience, right? Yeah. No, no. And, and 15-year-old. Right. And, and let's say, though, you know, this is – it's something that has love triangles. It's something we talked about that sort of does go towards that CWE um, twilight. You know, there's a lot of that DNA in here as well. The sort mm-hmm. of the others, the normies. Uh, excuse oh, yeah. me. Normies listening to this show. That's How right. could we not cover this show? <laughs> there is a subset of people on it called the normies. Yeah, um, I, 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 t- I took offense when they're like, yeah, you, you shouldn't date a normie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> hold on. No. Outcasts only. I agree with them, to be fair. Yeah. But but I think it it's it's doing all that because literally we pay this machine that came up with the first original show to truly be driven by metrics, where they said, we know people rent political dramas and Kevin Spacey movies. We invent House of Cards. And you're like, mm-hmm. OK, cool. Now we have this thing where they go. Netflix had the contract to air the CW shows longer than anybody else. So kids have grown up now thinking, what do you mean Riverdale's on the CW? That's a Netflix show. In Canada, that's a direct to Netflix show. What are you talking about? I don't watch that on the CW. So they've watched five seasons of that and they think that's what Netflix is. They make this type of content. Now, Netflix has lost the contract to air that stuff and they go, algorithm <laughs> do your magic baby beep, 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 beep. harry potter school normies jekyll teen, and hyde's <laughs> teen uh yeah teen detective yes. love triangles teen yep. solving murders slash stranger things slash I, I bet at one point they were like should we set this in the 90s i guarantee that was a conversation oh man yeah sure sure that's how we can get well that's what's so interesting and you know, I want to talk about this too, but yeah. setting these Adams family characters in modern day where they're talking about like 
cell phones and texting and stuff kind of took me out of it sometimes when they're like, you don't have social media. I'm like, Wednesday Adams should not know what social media is. You know, I, I, yeah. it just feels I'm wrong, on, but I, I'm on board for her not caring for it. Like I like yeah, that yeah, she's it over it, sure. but it is a little, yeah. it, I mean, it's a, it's a new look. You're introducing these characters to a younger generation. I get it. Uh, yeah. But there are a lot of things that they're copying from Netflix's catalog. Like you get umbrella Academy vibes. Here's a school for weird yes. people. Then we have mm. to do uh, our main character playing an instrument in a cool scene, just like stranger things. Everybody love that or weird dance, right. you know? So they are pulling from their previous successes, but Again, I think it's a, it's a wholesome, fun show. You know, it's about accepting people as they are and, you know, all those kind of like, wholesome lessons. And yeah. Absolutely. Let me just say this, too. Knowing Netflix that they own the Charles and M. Adams cartoon catalog and that they also own the... Um, Oh, what's his name? The the BFG, Ra- Raul Dahl, that they own the Raul mm. Dahl stuff. Oh, yeah. I guarantee at one point they were like... Is this Wednesday Adams or like, is this Charlie, is this Willy Wonka goes to Nevermore right. Academy? Or the witches, right? There's <laughs> the, that Rolf, Tim Burton's Rolf like, Rolf I'll do Willy Wonka or Wednesday Adams, yeah. whichever project you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> to mention uh, Riverdale Candy again, I think the other, yeah. the other big connection is they're both based on IP from like the 50s and 60s, right? With the Archie comics, Riverdale. How can you make them yeah. cool? Yeah. So it's like modernizing uh, these like 50s, 60s nostalgia IP products for modern day. And and Jacob, when our lead actress is spending a lot of her scenes in a diner or I guess a coffee shop mm-hmm. in this, but in Riverdale where they sit and drink malted milkshakes, whereas she's sitting with lattes, you know, and under yeah. neon and stuff. You are right. getting that same aesthetic. You're absolutely right. And obviously, I think this show is actually mm-hmm. a little more grounded than Riverdale because Riverdale gets pretty wild and crazy. You know, I mean, I don't even watch it, but I just know some of the plot points from that show. And it's just this like, show has Medusa's in it. Yeah, but it's, it's just like X-Men yeah, or, yes. uh, you know, Harry Potter, like magical things exist. Yeah. There's a school for them. It's not that weird. Like it still feels grounded within their universe. Right. Sure. It's obeying its own rules. Yeah. 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 Going too crazy. Although um, I, I don't think it's ever clear how like much the normies know about like magical beings like werewolves and vampires that exist but it seems yeah. like they know of them but yeah like like police chief he knows that other things exist because they're aware of the school and who attends it but the extent to which there's other beings that are like monsters right you know, who, who knows it's a well, like vague. when the the one guy sees thing and he's like oh well that's weird a, a disembodied hand but he doesn't seem like that phased out about it so i'm like you're a psychic <laughs> you yeah. think that's weird right. you brought a right. painting to life yeah, yeah yeah you are literally a werewolf yeah yeah i do like the what are, but, in, oh, but you guys say the rules are clear i would ask you what are the rules of the adams family what makes them clear because again talking back to the base the base mm. thesis of this being the adams family is strange the comedy yeah. in the original strip comes from the clash of normal versus strange Yes, right. that totally makes sense. But in this, we get the circumstances of she's strange. She goes to a school for the strange where she's not strange enough for the strangos, but she's too <laughs> strange for the normies, which is yeah. classic YA, you know, mm. center. She's the most important kid. You know, right. I'm weird everywhere. But it the tone of I mean, at one point she can say things like I, you know, I was cutting Pugsley's head off and you know this was happening and that right. and then other times she can be crying because thing might die 
that's it is jarring because yeah they make so many jokes about death and and morbid stuff but then it's like oh when real people are actually dying of course she cares like so yeah that's a bit jarring. she introduces herself as my father's a murderer and he's blah blah and we've got oh you know are you saying he was like wanted well he got off on trial or you know like these little catty jokes and then later when he's arrested I've lost all my faith in my father now that my confidence is shaken that he might be a murderer. And it's like, murder. Wait, well, what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think positive. The, the underlying joke of the Adams family has always been like, yeah, they're like morbid and weird, but they're actually like a really well-adjusted family. Like, like yes. Morticia and Gomez love each other. They're in like mm-hmm. a very stable relationship. And it's always about how like outsiders react to them actually just being very normal in their house and like being very, agreeable essentially and but they just come off as weird because of their aesthetics mostly and like they're just into like grisly things right yeah i guess that yeah no yeah fester is a a cool uncle who teaches her cool shit you know like it is pretty wholesome i guess when you look at it that way and they have the the brother sister sibling rivalry that's completely normal in most households so i never looked at that angle but yeah they just like macabre shit but they're pretty much a good well-functioning family unit it is the ultimate situation of when you were a kid and you would go over to your parent or your your friend's house and his parents would be cooking dinner and the kitchen would smell strange that's a scary thing for a kid because you're so adjusted to your little bubble of how you have the world anything different sets you off so they are the ultimate other right and that is jacob that's the great thing about the adams family but again, the questions that this show pose where I'm like, well, right. But like you're like you and Marticia are like digging up graves together and laughing and all this stuff. And that is great. That's core Adams family humor, I guess. But then yeah. the stakes can't fluctuate between the principal was killed. The, you know, the, the well, zombie all... is back and he's going to kill everybody. And I'm, at the end of this, yeah. I'm like, a zombie's back. Like, what are you talking about it all kinds of falls apart when it's the whole thing is sort of around this murder mystery and people are actually dying and but i think that's the difference is that they're like macabre stuff but they're not actively like killing people um yeah who knows it's kind of yeah yeah christina ricci threw a baby off the roof in the 90s movie but you know yeah Gomez caught it. It's all fine. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. But it's <laughs> you know. a joke. And so you get, but you some get it in too. the circumstances of that, Mike. And did yeah, you yeah. love that they did a Adams Family Values shout out? They they clearly say that phrase. You're like, oh. yes, yes. Yep. Obviously, yeah, a lot of references, like you said, with the Pilgrim yeah. stuff. Yes. Uh, that's the best part, I think, of Adams Family Values when she goes to that summer camp, right? Right. Yep. And she does a very similar thing here. They even speak yeah. in German to like, hey, this is about the oppressors. Fudge wasn't even right. invented until 200 years but, later. Fuck but up. Then she becomes very uh, Latino when she's the ghost only in the second half after Morticia says, well, she her you know ancestor was from Mexico. She was one of the first people here. Right. Then Goody well, Adams becomes Spanish. Did you guys oh, notice that? I was like, that's no. interesting. Oh, but, yeah. uh, sorry, she does a dual role here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she plays Goody Adams, which... Uh, of course, you know, the whole Adams family in this is Latino, which is yeah. sort of a, uh, uh, an homage to Charles Adams, who was, uh, Hispanic. He just, oh, you know, people didn't did know that his, his, the last name Adams doesn't sound mm. Hispanic, but it's sort of a, a married name kind of situation, I think. So, uh, yeah, the original Adams family was supposed to be sort of Hispanic. I think. Okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah Louise Guzman and Catherine Zeta Jones and all. all yeah. Fits. 
let's go through this beautiful cast and then kind of get through the plot of this thing. We, yeah, we're yeah. kind of airing our grievances. And I think as we go through it, we'll be able to point out more like, yeah, this is, but uh, liking it as well. I'm not, I'm not saying we're all disliking. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the Wednesday context of airing your grievances, that's a compliment. So yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Wednesday. Uh, Mike, what do you think of Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams? Yeah. So, so I have not really been familiar with any of her work outside of X. That's the first thing I saw this year with her right, in it. Right. Um, I think she's pretty good in it. Everybody in that movie is a great casting choice. Mia Goth, you know, shout out to my Goths, you know, crushes it in a dual role. So, so Jenny Ortega gets a chance to dual role in this. You Why know, isn't Mia Goth in this show? I, season two, come on, make <laughs> it happen. She's goth. She was too she's busy being goth. Pearl. But, um, yeah, I think she's good. And I think uh, Jenna Ortega is a good successor to Christina Ricci. You know, the whole her not blinking thing. I think she has that mm-hmm. dry wit. You know, she learned to play the cello and archery and do fencing and stuff. So I give her full, right. full credit. She learned German, you know. So shout out Canoeing, Jenna Ortega. I think she did good. Dancing. Yeah, yeah Jacob, she did a feel? lot for uh, Um, I think that, you know, well, first of all, I first saw her in the show You – uh it's a show called you um which i think colin you might have seen Uh, i have since watched that yeah yeah she's in season two of you which takes place in la uh and she she lives in my apartment complex yeah (laughs) she she terrorizes basically every day um (laughs) yeah and this was a couple years ago so she's still playing much younger than even wednesday is um she's playing like a 13 or 14 year old girl but she's Mm -hmm. in this whole subplot with that can all right oh what was that comedian that was in that that oh dog crystalia yeah you're right. so he, plays, oh. he plays a comedian that like is doing bad stuff to like he's young gonna girls. take and pictures then, of her oh yeah god. and then in real life it came out that like he was basically that character Christ which was super hell. weird oh my god yeah that is so fucked up and Shay, yeah, if you have too. shout out, if you have not seen the video of him on a podcast saying out loud, what do you mean? Snapchats all get deleted. People can't save those <laughs> as he is putting together that his life is over. It's one of the greatest clips of all time. Yeah. When they explain I always him thought it was there's a paper trail and he's fucked. It's uh, yeah. Incredible. And whenever, ever since that came out, I was, I thought it was wild that he played a character in a show that had like the same like trajectory as like, why are you even playing this character? Like it's, it's weird, but um, yeah, she yeah. was in that and I thought she was, she was good in that. And then obviously I saw X and stuff, but she's kind of up and coming. And I think um, mm-hmm. she really carries the show for me. She's like the standout performance. And without her, I don't think the show is nearly as, as you know, good as it is. Uh, she is the, she kind of carries the show for me. No, and to. now we do enter my theory, which is of course that this is the female version of the Witcher. She is the Hmm. only character across the board Hmm. that is an amazing performance. I'm not going to say great character because you do end up kind of getting over to Geralt, right? Where you're like, I like being with this guy. I think by the end of this, truly Wednesday is maybe one of the most insufferable people ever created. But I still love her because Jenna Ortega is magnificent. Uh, And I just think she's phenomenal. Um the first time I saw her was in uh, on a roller coaster because I was, of course, seeing Scream uh, in 4DX, as I have said before, being tossed in the air mm-hmm. uh, during her opening scene, thinking, this person's magnetic. I wonder who she is. She's incredible. I go home that night. Warner Brothers, because of their dumbass no movies go to theater during quarantine rule, 
has their new movie open that week since it'd been a couple weeks since Scream was out and I, I had finally gotten around to seeing it. Uh, and the fallout is there. She's the star of the fallout, which is her mm. breakthrough performance, a school shooter drama oh, uh, where geez. she is the survivor. It's my best actress of the year. I think she is wow. far wow. and away. I haven't met Lydia Tarr yet, Jacob. I haven't, I, I haven't met Lydia Tarr yet, so I don't know if she's better than her. But I, I truly think Jen Ortega is Natalie, like the Natalie Portman, like the next greatest actress. Yeah, ever. yeah. Interesting. I mean, well, first Again, of all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. A rebuttal away. <laughs> well, I yeah. was going to say, I don't even agree with your Witcher take necessarily uh, because I oh, like. Who else is worth watching? Dandelion, like Ye- Jennifer. Yeah, I mm. think Jennifer's actress is really good in that show, but maybe. Um, I, I, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, I will say the the two characters that I really liked in this were Wednesday and her roommate Enid. I thought that yeah. relationship was the strongest. Like, I didn't care about these love interests. Like, no, fucking these tall, skinny white boys. boys. <laughs> get out of here. No, Wednesday, Ajax and freaking Xavier. Yeah. And Tyler. Yeah. No one gives an F about no one gives an F. Um, But Enid and Wednesday, I felt like they're they had a really strong relationship and they worked well together because there's such a contrast. And I thought the Enid character could really easily be an annoying character, but she never comes off as annoying to me because she's just so endearing and like likable that she never went over the edge to annoying for me, even though she could have, you know, came around. And Enid, played by Emma Myers. I don't know much about this actress, but I wanted to shout mm. out the name so people can be familiar. But yeah, I think their dynamic is is good. She gets she gives off you know Luna Lovejoy vibes to a degree, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, absolutely. If we're yeah. gonna make obviously, it. she's the uh, the werewolf who ha- hasn't wolfed out yet, and uh, and is going to do it in her own time. But you know, her she's mom's kind pressuring of, her, you know. But she's yeah, a, she's outcast from the other werewolves. Conversion camp. Right. Yeah. She, yeah. she doesn't want to just, yeah, wolf out yet, but she's, she's the bubbly personality, bright colors, you know, and Wednesday's obviously allergic. Gets, to she gets a special uniform made because she can't wear the blue. It's like everybody's a Ravenclaw sure. here, but she has to have her all black uniform. And, yeah. And, and this is one of these well thought out, like, and you, from the base of, we're going to have this character who has a, her, her roommates can have a line down the room. Wednesday is all black. She's all color. You can see them sort of coming up with that. I think that's such a good jumping off point that it makes her so much more developed than any of the other kids who go to school where you're like, what's yeah. your thing? I have no face. And you're like, you have no face. <laughs> what are you, you're a what? siren. You've yeah, got you're a yeah. siren. Yeah. You know, I could yeah. take it or leave it. But I guess this comes to my theory, which mm. isn't even really a theory, I don't think, as much as I just think it's text of the show is that wednesday i think is like on the spectrum right she's like autistic Hmm. very coded that way i would say that's yeah that's a good take um yeah she doesn't understand emotions she doesn't like being touched at all those are like major you know signs that you're Mm -hmm. on the spectrum she's like obviously very smart very uh talented in a lot of ways but doesn't fit in with normie kids right i don't know to me it was just very obvious Hmm. that she's like autistic coded yeah, we'll say things that maybe wouldn't be socially acceptable otherwise, you know, kind of no filter thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, she's a savant. Yeah, I yeah. know. She's a genius at fencing and cello and all that. So, yeah. But um, she wants to write emotions, but just can't. <laughs> yeah. But he's like struggling to connect with her friends and like 
It's like, oh, this guy likes me, I guess. I don't know how I feel about like and, romantic feelings and, and that kind of thing. And I yeah, said yeah, that yeah. she is an unlikable character ultimately, but the journey clearly of the show is how can we make Wednesday Adams likable? How do you get someone who the whole premise of them is no friends, no social life to the end? She's looking at emojis on her phone. And that yeah. is a journey. And maybe this is that season one where it's like, well, we got to get all that out and get through it. And maybe yeah. I'll kind of end up liking it a little. Well, yeah, that really Enid worked helps for me. Make yeah. that work. Yeah, Jacob. Go ahead. I think so. Too, totally. Jake, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Enid's kind of best qualities kind of rub off on her over time. And she kind of softens her image a little bit by the end of it. Even, you know, hugging Enid back when she like hated like hugs and that kind of thing. Like, that to me is like a classic, you know, autistic person trying to connect with with people, neurotypicals, and not always understanding, but like really wanting to, you know, have friends and experience emotions and that kind of thing. Yeah, they're they're quote unquote like the the break scene when she's like, you know, I'm trying to be your friend so hard and you just don't get it. And then when they make up yeah. for it, like that that hug was it was really touching. Like it, it landed for me as an emotional beat. It's the the thing of the show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the arc, and I think that's successful. But there are things that Wednesday does that do frustrate me sometimes, Colin. Um namely she pushes people away, right? She pushes people away, but also just Every time she gets a clue, you're the one that did it. I fucking know you are. Oh, you son of a bitch. I will <laughs> and she's always like wrong. Shadow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just truly just be wrong. Just gets it wrong, and gets as it wrong, Xavier gets points it wrong. out at one point, it's like, you are you are ruining my life. Leave me alone. Which might she's be the like, point. This little yeah. goblin. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. very quick to accuse people. And yes. this mm-hmm. might be my biggest problem with the show overall is that I solved the mystery before oh, Wednesday did. <laughs> let's so we're going to yeah. talk about the premise of the show just because you said that, Jake. Okay. The opening line of spoilers for anybody who's not seen Wednesday of Christina Ritchie's character is she walks in and goes, "Sorry, I'm tracking mud in here," and I'm like, "Why would you say that? That's the dumbest thing ever." And in my mind, I go, "Well, you did it." And then <laughs> when we see the creature, and it's a CGI rendering of. A kid we know's head. I'm like, well, I know who the kid who the monster is. Right. He doesn't have then, long hair. He has shorter hair, right? Well, I, but I mean, it's his face. There's they give him the yeah. bug eyes, but I'm like, I know who that is. So again, the mystery. It's 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 so weak. It's so childlike, and it's just. At one point, I'm like, literally, I'm saying out loud, like, why is Ricky Lindholm in this other than to be a red herring? Like, right. what is she, well, what is her character even getting out of any of this? Or well, characters will just appear right? and, it, well, yes, but characters will just appear and be like, Wednesday, it's me, your friend. And I'll be like, you guys haven't had a scene together. You're all about to reveal something. Okay, reveal something. Like, it's just the timing yeah. is so poor. Yeah. I think that's the weakest all part is that the mystery is too obvious. At least it was to me. I think maybe for, you know, teenagers, it might be different because they're not used to these story beats or something. But obviously, there's kind of two red herrings. Like, we'll eventually find out, okay, so it's probably a woman who's controlling this monster who turns into a kid. And there's there's Say what it is. It's the master of a hide, Jacob. Say what we all know what it is. The monster is a hide, as in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Which has a master. We all know that, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you unlock their hidden (laughs) power somehow. Uh, Yeah, but... And there's the double red herring, where you're like... At first you think, oh, it's the therapist, and it's 
Xavier, even though I never they, thought it was Xavier. You never so, think it's either of those two yeah. people. Right. Yeah. And Xavier's and then of course like, it turns out to be Christina Ricci and Yeah, it's uh, Professor Sprout. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. There's, two, there's literally two new characters that come in, the therapist and the new teacher. Oh, I wonder which one of those could be. And then the two love interest boys, one of them is the monster. And the principal, they're never going to lean that way. And the bully, they're never going to lean that way because new age YA stuff always has the like enemy you turn to a friend right and, yeah, and bully teach a disciplinarian who turns around on exactly and you're yeah. just like oh god this teacher all doesn't you. need to be conquered it needs to be allied yes. with and we exactly. understand each other that's the difference of yes. this and a ferris bueller right and even um the principal gwendolyn christie we kind of knew that she wasn't really involved because we know she's a shapeshifter so she can't be the hide if she's a shapeshifter because she's already <laughs> one thing right but she doesn't she does you. get accused <laughs> Yeah, everybody gets accused, which is what well, I like. I, I, think she, I think she says it could be Enid at one point. Enid's a werewolf. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the mystery is maybe a little weak. I, I didn't get it like right away. I didn't call it right away. Maybe about halfway through. Like once she like tried to yell at Xavier, I'm like, yeah, I think it's coffee shop boy at that but point. But were you trying yeah, to call solve it, it right Mike? Away. Or were you just sort of like actively trying to wrap your brain around like, well, why are we going to Pilgrim World now? This isn't going to end with like a zombie pilgrim rising up. Well, I like it? that. Oh, no, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> the difference. Yeah. I want to say I actually <laughs> the pilgrim like the stuff historical works. part, yeah. how it ties into the witch trials. I think that's really good. Well, your your ancestor, stone. Goody Ebel. I mean, that makes sense. You're tied yeah. to a lot of this okay. history. This did kind of annoy me <laughs> that her ancestor was named Goody Adams and they all called her Goody like that was her first name. But if you've like seen the or read the Crucible, you know like Goody is not a name; it's like a it's title. A, it's like Good it's, Wife. It's it's like a yeah. It's like a Good Wife, Goody Proctor, right? <laughs> yeah. But they act like Goody was her first name, which just bothered me for some reason. But I mean, it's the only reason it couldn't be, you know. You know. I guess, but uh, she gets an yeah. accent halfway through the show. I, I'm not bothered by any of it. Let's yeah. here. Look, we're gonna go back. We're gonna do the whole thing, but let's finish up our atoms real quick and say Mike said them. Louise Guzman is our is our Gomez, mm-hmm. and uh, she dips beneath the lasers. The greatest <laughs> of all time is, of course, our Morticia Adams. Now, heavy shoes to fill. Raul, Julia, uh, God rest your soul, and Angelica Houston in the movies. Uh, mm-hmm. How do we feel about these two, Mike? I, I think they're great. I mean, I, I never read the comics, but I know some people are more used to the Raul Julia, you know, M. Bison version. Um, right. I, I guess this is more comic accurate. It's more like the animated show where he's a little bit shorter and. Oh, sure. OK. Yeah. Yeah. And the Morticia yeah. is very tall. So, so I think it matches the comics and I think they're great. I think I think they did a really great job. It does they match go. the comics. And I like them. I read a lot. So I was reading online, like what people think about the show and stuff. A lot of pe- a lot of negative comments about the casting of these two characters. For some reason, they just a lot of people didn't like them. Didn't think they had chemistry. I thought they did. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of people saying Luis Guzman. Oh, he looks. He's like too ugly or whatever to be Gomez. I don't. I don't buy that at all. Like I like you said, he he looks very comic. If you look at the original comic strips, like he looks like the character, and I think he fits perfectly. And this is Tim Burton's. Of course, he's going to do lean yeah, more into yeah. that. <laughs> They work for you, Colin? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, and you just brought up an even better point to me. It's like they're Tim Burton's. It's like, what are you talking about? This is the, it's those perfect versions of them. I think they're fine. They love each other. They're in two episodes. I mean, they basically send her to school. You see them for five minutes of that first episode. Then of yeah. course we get a family visits episode the where back episode again. Mm-hmm. This is like the C plot of the show: mystery of the school, mystery of the monster. What happened to Morticia and Gomez when they went to the school? I'm like, right. we don't need to be wrapping up to me, any of this. It's stuff. loosely <laughs> related to the pilgrim it, mystery, it but ends yeah, up it doesn't feel that very way. tied in. Yeah, to me, it, it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, it reminds me of, again, Harry Potter, when they talk about like, oh, Harry's parents at the school back in the day with Snape and all that. Like, it's kind of like that. And obviously, Gwendolyn Christie, the principal, was there was like a love triangle between them. Um, I do feel like her character was basically wasted, though. And I don't know why they killed her off in the end. If there's going to be another season of this, that's why a Gwendolyn Cl- Christie yeah. staple. It's in her contract to waste <laughs> her character. <laughs> she was wearing yeah. that shiny armor when she died. Jake. She might <laughs> yeah, still be alive. Star Wars. I was, little, I was upset that she died, though. I was <laughs> Game like, of why? You, what was the point of killing that? But guy? Jacob, you yeah. are like, it's coalescing in my mind. We have said off pod like, yeah, it's like a Harry Potter show so many times. Mm-hmm. But now, like the young main child who's like accusing a teacher and it turns out it's not them. At the end, it's a different teacher who's evil and summons a a great evil and they have to destroy the thing. And it ends with everybody saying, I hope I see you in school next year. Yeah, Next season will be a whole, a different dad in a year long history. That is insane. And instead of different houses, they just have like the werewolves, the vampires, the gorgons. And one special secret society that everyone's a part of. Right. Mm -hmm. Which opens yeah. very similar to the Ravenclaw common room, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a lot of similarities. Principal, yeah, yeah. so lazy. We get the resurrection of an evil wizard. <laughs> yeah. Know? God bless. Uh, we just said it, but God bless Gwendolyn Christie. She comes in, she yeah, classes up great. these joints. Yeah. She gets second billing in this motherfucker. Fantastic. Nice. Good for you. Not yeah. in it much. Uh, well, that that's the thing is like, why do they kill her? The only thing I can think Gwendolyn Christie didn't want to do another season, but it seems yeah, like I such a way, like her character didn't even have full potential. It seemed like they were building to something with her connections to the honestly Adams she could have been our dumbledore but, like ah, i get you now yeah. wednesday adams you know? should have been but mm-hmm. mike we're three months into shooting in budapest and i think i'm walking around saying like what if my character dies <laughs> like, yeah i just think sure. i'm like like what well, are i we did doing? read a quote from her and she said yeah basically this is like the first time i've been on screen where i felt like beautiful like I looked beautiful. So I, I wanted to thank the, the showmakers for that. Cause usually, That's you know, she's awesome. cast as like Brienne, who's supposed to be like the tomboy. Like, well, Brienne is beautiful. Uh, hold on. Excuse yeah, me. To be fair. <laughs> in the but, show, but in the book, yes, she's yes. described much more like physically ugly and stuff. So they, now she's Hollywood ugly in that she's tall, basically. In, and that she was a model <laughs> when she was discovered. Now, yeah. but Jacob, don't you think half of the casting comes down to the fact that Jenna Ortega is five foot maybe and that Gwendolyn Christie, you've got this beautiful symmetry when they're sharing scenes together. Yeah. Well, you noticed that uh, she wears platform shoes a lot Wednesday and because Those the, creepers, the, the yeah. two boys that are her love interest are like two feet taller than her. So, yeah. 
It makes it, but that that's a very Tim Burton kind of like cartoonish kind of proportional difference, and it's like totally, yeah, you know, totally. and uh, skinny, stretched out, weird boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What if one of on the, the rack? What if one of the weirdos was like, "I have scissors for hands." Doubt the gardener is just an old scissor hand guy. That <laughs> would have been great, Mike. I would really oh, like man. that. Did you well, see let me the head from Beetlejuice okay. on Gwendolyn Christie's desk? No. Yeah, there's I a little, that. little amazing. I missed that. Yep. Yep. Well, let me ask you guys out. this. I didn't do that. Yeah. So we like Wednesday. We like Enid. How yeah. do we feel about? Xavier and Tyler, the two yeah. <clears throat> competing love and interests. And Ajax, who's on the side there. The Gorgon Ajax guy. is like Enid's love interest, right? I think Ajax is the best and, of the three. And yeah. the B kid. Oh, and I love the B, the B kid. kid. Eugene. Was, yeah. The B plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like uh, Wednesday's <laughs> platonic friend that uh, he's like the Neville of the Neville Longbottom. Oh, my Jacob. God. Jacob. <laughs> he's he going to be the hero of the whole series. And then he solves the mystery at the end <laughs> he and he kind of is the hero. Yeah. He's Neville. Yeah. Actually, Wednesday, <laughs> you didn't know that she had red shoes. <laughs> um, yeah. I did wonder about. So what's what's that kid's name? Eugene. Yeah. What was his is his power just that he can control he bees? He can talk to bees is what Wikipedia said. Okay. Does that mean his mother's can? I did not understand a moment of that. I didn't yeah. even know he had a power until the end when he's like controlling the bees, but I thought well, he was just into bees. But to the point you bring up, Jacob, what is Gomez Adams power that he went to that school? Right. They're just weird. Yeah. And right. Spooky stuff. What it, Fester didn't go there. He just came around. We know Morticia had uh, like visions as well. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, to your question, though, Xavier versus Percy, I truly spent all of Tyler. my time watching. <laughs> you, you mean uh, sure. Newt, Newt Scamander? <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. You mean um, uh, who? Who does uh, who does Robert Pattinson play in uh, Harry Potter? Edward. Oh uh, no, 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 Cedric. Cedric. Cedric Diggory. So yeah. you mean Cedric or Ron? <laughs> well, you know, I was kind of pro Ron actually. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Obviously, they. You know, Tyler is kind of winning the love contest this yes. season until we find out, uh-oh, he's actually the big bad. Uh, and they're just building this Xavier relationship for yeah, next Yeah, but season, Jacob, right? you love to see a normie townie beating out the rich, popular kid. I was like, right. <laughs> this is coffee kid. There you go. Yeah, yeah normie. then the normal. twist, I was like, normal why? kids are bad. Yeah, yeah, the whole season I was like, well, why, what does Wednesday why is Wednesday in this kid? What does she see in him? He's just like a normie coffee boy. <laughs> yeah. But turns out he was a hide. Uh, and then Xavier, I guess his story is okay. And that his dad is like a rock star that like, doesn't love him or something. And he feels neglected. And, but truly the resolution of he is in a cop car at the end, falsely accused of all of these events, mm-hmm. car crash, or, or I'm sorry, they park. How am I going to get out of here? How am I getting out of here? Thing. Thing, you made it yeah i'm gonna save the day he shows up 10 minutes after everything's been done and he gives everyone a hug and i'm like what like what was yeah. the point of this kid <laughs> yeah his painting power could it's have been, too, uh, been useful yeah his point is to you know build for season two and make him the love interest in season two but yeah you do feel bad for him he's getting framed you know they plant all that evidence at his house and again you know wednesday's just running around at literally accusing everybody you're 100 the murderer like anybody you have she could scratch find. on yeah. your neck you killed someone her evidence no, I, 
Yeah, with yeah. Xavier, is no, that I he's didn't. just always there when after the monster yes. attacks. But so is Tyler, and that's the whole like reveal Point. is that Tyler was there every time too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, that's that's a little iffy, but I do like finding all the Harry Potter parallels. Um, we haven't talked about the Fester. I, I'm not in love yes. with this portrayal. I prefer you know Christopher Lloyd. You know, mm. Great Scott Wednesday. But yes, uh, you know, well, probably so we the, get- my least favorite of the main family. Yeah, Pugsley's so fine, Fred but he, he doesn't Armisen. exist. He, he, in, in all iterations, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday is a much better character than Pugsley. Turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, Fester, obviously, we have Fred Armazon playing Fester in this. Uh, there are some rumors. So before this was, when this was being made, they didn't announce who was going to be Fester. And some people online were speculating that it was going to be Johnny Depp, and it was going to be a surprise Johnny Depp announcement. Tim Burton. Because of the Tim Burton uh, connection. You madman. In the midst <laughs> yeah. of a trial, yeah, I would have loved to see that. Right. So it was like Jesus controversial Christ. online to be like, oh, they're going to make Johnny Depp. But Fred Armisen makes sense. Another uh, Hispanic actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, I don't know. His, his He was fine. Obviously, Christopher Lloyd, big shoes to fill, like he said. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that Fester had canonically had like electricity powers. Like I know you can like put a light bulb in it, his mouth well, and make it light up. He's electrocuted so many times, right? Yeah. The, when I, again, maybe this is that dumb Fox kid show. My understanding is that his whole look, the bald head, the dark eyes is meant to promote someone who was put in an electric chair and that the entire right. joke for him was somebody who has survived that stuff. Now, but again, Jacob, what is the character of Uncle Fester? Christopher Lloyd, Mike, is incredible in that performance because it's so physical. It's so much what he's doing with the eyes and how he's controlling having a huge body to push it down into Fester proportions. Meanwhile, Fred Armisen, you really get the feeling that he's like, I'll be curly from Three Stooges. You're like, well, mm-hmm. what does that mean? And it's like, well, he mm-hmm. was another bald comedian like me. Well, and you're like, well, that's no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I do think he's taking some inspiration from the 60s show Fester because he okay. looks a lot like him and, and sounds like him and stuff. So I think he's kind of going for that. He doesn't have a super defined character, but he's he shows up. He's he apparently robbed a bank or something in town and is trying to hide out. And again, uh, his bid, are they criminals is what his, he's seems he like constantly it. talks about how he's looking in safes for jewels. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, obviously I have thing there to pick the locks, right? Yeah. Um, and we didn't even and, talk about thing yet. Well, yeah. the last another Adam's highlight of the show to me. Yeah. Oh, Probably <laughs> my second is this favorite a, is character this a, after Wednesday. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, Thing man. has a lot of uh, personality for for a, a disembodied hand in this, and I like his. Well, I've been following dynamic with Wednesday. for a while. You've been following Thing's actor for a while. Is this Tell Andy Circus? Is this his hand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be. No, I don't know the actor's name out. that plays him, but I do like how they use Thing in this show. He's kind of like uh, Wednesday's little sidekick that helps her helps her out. The pet, the yeah. the familiar, the you know, sort of other. Uh, ally character that she can have around that's going to be the stable and again you feel them making the show go and be like we cannot just have wednesday be the only adams family character in it. yes we can have a crystal ball that they shake and call each other on but right. let's have the hand let's have the fur ball what was that one's name you know walking cousin around it? cousin it cousin it sure yeah, sure cousin you, it cousin it i just Season watched two. all these movies how do you remember what these cousin are called it. in, in grandmama right he's an expert <laughs> wow 
Wow. Everything about Grandmama. The Where was cut. Grandmama? I love her. Season two. Lurch was in it, but he's just, yeah, Lurch is just not a character. He's at a all. driver in this one. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Yeah. Out yeah. of all the 90s actors, I think that, like, Lurch was like the hardest one to kind of replace just because of the way he looks physically. And the, I don't even know who played him in the 90s one, but he just did such a good job. Oh, the job. fireman, the guy from Twin Peaks, the giant. Oh. Mm. Yeah, he was great. Um, it was great. Thing in this version is played by Victor Dorobantu. So oh, shout out to it. I knew it was him. I but did hey, watch some a lot of character from the, just some tapping. Yeah, I watched some behind the scenes footage of them shooting it and like how they shot thing. And basically, he would just be wearing a full blue suit, so they could just you know take him out of the picture, and then they would do a guy. bunch of makeup on the hand. And then mm-hmm. he would literally just do stuff. And he'd, so you see Lay on the ground like Wednesday and walk walking a- around with like this guy in a blue suit next to her with it's his a, hand. It's very a 20 year old Jenna Ortega followed by a 50 year old mocap performer. <laughs> yeah. Just in a full green suit. Yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jacob, that's- it is the first time Thing has ever looked this sort of like zombified, sort of stitched together. Do you mm-hmm. sort of like that as well? Yeah. I think it's really, I mean, very Tim Burton esque for sure. Frank hey, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's our he's our Jiminy Cricket. He's kind of her conscience too. He'll call her yes. out. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "I'll break all your knuckles." I'm like, "Wednesday." <laughs> That's like your dog. Like, cool it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe she just says stuff to say. Wednesday. Yeah. I hope. Well, like, remember how threats. quick she is to just so. like start torturing this guy that? Oh yeah. Ago she was like in love with. I forgot. She's like she so down him. to torture. <laughs> and that reveal yeah. of. I'm not alone. And then a bunch of kids we've never seen before come out. None of the They've main characters the except the bully siren girl. They're like, yeah. Edgar, who even Edgar's here. Yeah, it's like, who, it's like, what? Eddie? Those yeah. are like the background Hogwarts characters, like yeah. Seamus no or whoever face. that we don't know. It is Seamus. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> Seamus O'Finnegan. O- yeah, you're right. We've yeah. become such good friends off screen, you know, yeah, all those classes right. that weren't filmed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Were they taking classes? Do we ever see them take a class? I think oh there's a, a, like a, a scene or two in Christina Ricci's class where she's like talking about plants. Because he um, brings the spider to life. They take yeah. one <laughs> botany class. Yeah. And they have a field day. <laughs> yeah, and then they're allowed. Yeah, then they, they do. Like, and then it's parents' weekend. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Oh, I got, I got fucking museum Fencing. duty. And you're like museum duty. Like, wow, you're like 15 years old. What is going on here? Yeah, I got to go have, work at the barber shop. Remember in uh, in Harry Potter when they have the dance in the the go- the Goblet they of Fire year? The silly mm-hmm. outfits. It's the same. Fucking yeah, let's thing. talk about. It. We're we're going yeah. through. We're going through the plot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Wednesday, she <laughs> has to go to this school. It sucks because she's too mean in normie world. Let's send her somewhere weird. The Adams, as we said, previously went there. You have a legacy. Go to Nevermore Academy, this sort of Edgar Allan Poe inspired collection for weirdos. She starts going to classes and just sort of solves this mystery. But yes, we get to the episode four. I mean, again, it's so it's just so Almer Almer Al. Hmm? algorithmically thank you yes. <laughs> it's so algorithmic right. yeah you did not but at least you tried and i appreciate that that you just go like of course this is the most tweetable quotable the instagram the big social media moment it's happening at this and then you've got the back four episodes easy enough mm-hmm. and it's jenna ortega 
uh, herself choreographing this amazing dance at the mm. Raven. What is it called? The Raven. The rave rave? So it's like the yeah. Rave and dance. N. The yeah, Rave like and rave dance. And dance. Okay. Yeah, the Raven. Yeah. Yeah. This this choreography, which you guys know probably that she she choreographed herself uh, and modeled it off of like goth clubs in the eighties and like all these references she was saying like. Fred Astaire. There's actually a reference to the 60s show uh, where there's that scene where the 60s Wednesdays band lurch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, does, she quickly does a move she, that's in reference to her little how arms. Her little legs the do feet that so legs. Yeah, yeah. The feet it's legs. crazy. Yeah. Her little feet um, legs. Yeah. yeah. But that dance is great. Um, she killed it. And yeah. And just She's amazing. Face. Yeah, like the you know yes. we talked about the not blinking it's, thing. It's the not blinking thing. But Mike, I'm so glad you said that because she did specifically what she said Tim Burton asked her to do, which was Droog face, aka Stanley Kubrick face, which is mm. the tilt down, mm. eyes up. I just yes, think anyone just who kind of yeah. anybody anyone who knows to ask for that and then for her to accomplish that, I truly think that's that's pretty remarkable. Especially I wouldn't twenty years old. That. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you haven't seen a Stanley Kubrick film. Not like she could no, have, she but like seems very, you didn't grow up with that knowledge. You know, sort of yeah. Her acting is creative. very like sophisticated for someone her age, and I love the moment when she's dancing. She like drops down and like pops up behind him and like taps Just him on the shoulder. The eyes are so yeah. crazy when she's doing that, Jacob, and her bangs flip up and down. I mean, it's shot so perfectly. Just that moment. Yeah. 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 That's, that's um, her, uh, Eddie Munson moment. <laughs> Is that dance? Yes. Yep. But yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously she's doing a great job. The monster stuff. So that she, she is quick to torture, <laughs> Which even the other kids are like, uh, yeah, we're out on this. But she she know. was right because then he's you know he's playing like he doesn't know what she's talking about. But then she he admits it all to her right at the police station. Is like right, but yeah, she I was wrong that. three or four times before that and got three or <laughs> four <true>. people killed. <laughs> you know, I'm a shapeshifter and we got the true answer. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Drink some polyjuice potion. Oh, <laughs> got him, dude. Nice. God, they were at the common room and she fucking tricked her. You were right. Is, is Goody our moaning Myrtle then? Who is? Uh, Pretty <laughs> fucking much. And at the end, yeah. Mike, when she starts saying, and of course, what you're wearing is a pendant that allows you to commune spirits. Mm-hmm. And I will be passing through you, which means you'll never be able to see me again. But you will be healed by my ghostly presence. I'm just going like, sure, sure. That's how that works. <laughs> like, yeah. like, there are moments where I'm just like, this is either the most complicated show ever made or just not complicated enough. And it, it, this, it really has a struggle walking that line. Well, the sort of the rules of the magic and the supernatural are not that well-defined. So they only matter when they have to bring up specific yes. things, right? Otherwise, like when Christina like, Ritchie is saying, I of course waited for you because a blood lock was placed on this tomb. And you're <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. yeah. And it's a blood moon today. Oh, so fortuitous. You should absolutely resurrect your zombie. Yeah. Or Ajax <laughs> it, stoning himself accidentally just to create a yeah. plot What point. was that? What was that's the a, point that's of just, that? I, that just, that's just, just funny to me because like, a wrinkle in teen romance. If you're a, yeah, if you're a Medusa, then you might accidentally do that to yourself. At yeah, some you point, can't right? look in the in the mirror ever. <laughs> Which okay. they probably could have destroyed Crackstone. Just stand in front of him and take your hats off. You know what I mean? True. So, yeah, true. yeah. There's some issues with the way the final battle. Or results. when she's like, uh, "Oh, I thought 
I thought the therapist unlocked your hide powers using hypnosis, but it turns out it was Christina Ricci and she used a plant-based... Uh... Er- the herbal <laughs> activation of the medicine. Of course, yeah. like, she, there's so many... There are, there's like a cluster of words she's using to describe <laughs> something that's like so simple that you're just like, oh no. Right. She's got LeVar Burton levels of techno babble to get out just with magic but instead. It's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. But I did like the, the big zombie pilgrim at the end. It's very campy and very kind of 90s and it feels like it would fit into like you know the 90s movies no more mutants yeah he hates them (laughs) and he (laughs) had this moment where he like was really into his descendant mike where he looked like super proud at her for resurrecting him and he was like absolutely i'm back to kill these people let's do it and then later she's like we're doing the thing and i'm proud of us and he was like shut up shut up (laughs) shut up get out of here yeah yeah this is like Never heroes. <laughs> but he mainly just seemed mad that like a woman resurrected him. Well, if you think about the time period, yes, came exactly. From, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah. I'm doing this. I'm getting get get, get, get away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> but if I was a zombie and somebody was like, "Hey, Colin Brooks, I'm Zibzab Brooks. You know, I'm seven generations down. Get to work." I'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it, dude. That's right. great. Cool. Right now, do I you guess guys he's not a like great guy the... that Crackstone? <laughs> no." Do you guys like the casting of Christina Ricci bringing her back the original, not the original Wednesday, but the 90s Wednesday that made her a star and making her the villain of the whole movie? Well, fame fame is just so brutal where it's like Mm. Christina Ricci was a star. She was a teen star. She slipped away. She did films like Prozac Nation where she like becomes an indie darling and people are like, she's naked in this. You know, she's not like a kid anymore. We can't Mm -hmm. comprehend with this. I don't want to see Wednesday Adams topless. I specifically remember kids in my high school, like saying that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's seemed like she had trouble being a movie star disappears. Now with the yellow jacket, she's having this huge TV moment. And it seems like I'm sure producers, you go like, we're making a TV show. She's big right now. Synergy wise, that makes sense. She was Wednesday. Let's get her in. I don't need that kind of stunt casting. And then you hear these conversations Jenna Ortega had where she's like, I never said the words Wednesday out loud to her because I felt like really weird about it. And I like didn't like it at all. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you didn't. So well, there's a lot of pressure because you're living up wow. to her performance, but you're also trying to do your own thing. So it's like a fine line that you have to walk of like making the character your own, but also paying homage to yeah. the 90s version. But I think it's, I think making the Christina Ricci character such a different character from Wednesday uh, was a good choice because it kind of shows like, oh yeah, Christina Ricci can be like a normal, not super like goth emo person too. Yeah. I almost didn't recognize her at first. Like yeah. it took me like a couple scenes to be like, oh wait, that's, that's Christina Ricci. Who's um, that nice lady? Yeah, changing the hair and the the you know glasses, obviously. But yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I'm fine with it. I'm just glad, you know. I mean, would you have felt better if there was a scene where she handed Wednesday a torch in the catacombs? Right. You or, know what I mean? Or like, she snapped as well. You know, came down. You're right. Right. Now, we didn't get that just, at least. But and back to the fame thing. To just to say, like this show, like Jenna Ortega had the biggest year you could possibly have started the year with scream and people were like oh my god you're like a star and from there truly has been in non-stop movies x everything else that has made it people now are like marvel blah 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 
Wednesday is going to make her a household name. She made the absolutely best possible choice she could make to do this TV show. Mm -hmm. But again, you just wonder where it's like every Halloween, are you going to want people tweeting at you or being like, why didn't you post a Wednesday picture and do the snap like you do? You know, it's just like, I'm sure fucking Christina Ritchie gets fucking tired of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just follow her. Yeah. I think Jenna Ortega will be fine because she's, you know, a good actress. I think it's a lot like, you know, if this is as big as Stranger Things, uh, which Netflix apparently says it is, then yeah, hmm. she's going to be a big star like the Stranger Things kids became after that show. Um, and I'm sure she'll go on and do other things where she's kind of playing against type, uh, where she's trying different things eventually. I think she'll she'll be great. Well, just in the projects that we talked about earlier, I mean, she's demonstrated range. So, I mean, it's not like this is all she can do. So as long as this opens some no. doors and I think, I, I mean, it seems like she's into the role enough, like the, the length she went to like prepare for it. Like at least for the first couple of years, she probably won't get pissed off by people saying, Hey, do the Wednesday thing. You know, at least you, you'd hope. Well, yeah. I almost wonder if she jettisons <laughs> and doesn't come back for a season two, just cause she gets too big. Really? <sighs> It, the I don't know because I think she girls. likes. I think she likes this character a lot. Yeah, and I do too. I was reading yeah. a little bit about the making of it, and apparently she wasn't even thinking about like trying out for this or anything. And then she met with Tim Burton. Tim Burton's like, "I love your like whole look and everything." Like, and basically after one conversation with her, he's, he's like, "That's my Wednesday." Like, it can't be anyone else but her. So she made a really good impression. And, but yeah, I guess I think she can, she can play different types. Like this is not the only thing she can do. So I think she'll be, she'll be fine. I mean, Johnny Depp did other things besides Edward Scissorhands, you know, to be fair. So, you know, he has, um, picked out a star or two in his time, you know, yes. so let's, let's talk about Tim real quick. So he does the first three and then he does the finale. Um, and again, like I said, shot in Budapest, uh, he's there. I mean, there are, pictures i mean he is directing this thing we said produce Mm -hmm. he's kind of putting together choosing the cast these are the people he wanted um i mean what was the last tim burton movie you guys saw yeah well his later career has been not so great right like he started out super hot with uh beetlejuice batman then he did a bunch of like basically everything from sweeney todd on the second half of his career has been kind of a letdown to me. And I haven't really liked a lot of his movies. You know what, Jacob, you just uh, made me think uh, Michael Keaton, uncle Fester would have been incredible. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mom, like completely unhinged energy. Sure. Michael Keaton, bald head. Yeah. That'd have been Maybe fun. he'll be, he could have shown up for a day. They should have like a really famous person be cousin it and then just cover them. Just do the gibberish. That's <laughs> kind of show his face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you there. Mike, uh, feelings on the Big B? I mean, yeah, I think Jacob found the, the break point as Sweeney Todd. I would agree with that, you know, and I I didn't watch Alice in Wonderland. I watched Willy Wonka and was under, I was underwhelmed by it. Um, Jacob and I saw and Alice in Wonderland his... in theaters, I should point out. <laughs> the first one, <laughs> I yeah. saw Willy Wonka there. Very high, insane in movie. <laughs> yeah. Still not good. But even his, his last yeah, couple movies, <laughs> I haven't really seen like Dark Shadows. Like he's made a million movies that I haven't even sought out yet. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what the last one was, honestly. Big Eyes, I think. That was the last theatrical film he released. You think that was Big Eyes with Amy Adams? But it could be, Jacob. Oh, you know what it is? Dumbo. Even Jacob, I was about to say, 
I think it's fucking Dumbo, dude. I think Disney completely broke him, right? And I yeah. like Dumbo. It's also uh, we didn't even mention so the nineties Adams family movies, he was attached for a while to direct. Yes. And then I'm not sure exactly what happened, but he kind of pulled out Barry Sonnet. Well, Jacob, yeah. he decided to go for a shit ton of money and make a little sequel to a film called Batman called Batman Returns instead. Mm, never heard so of his it. cinematographer, Barry Sonnenfeld, goes, I would love a chance to direct a movie. Gets to direct his first film, The Adams Family. And it, it makes so much sense. Like Adams Family, Tim Burton. Like it almost makes too much sense that I was like, wait, why hasn't Tim Burton done anything with the Adams Family before now? But yeah, so makes sense. Yeah. And you're correct. People Dumbo. have probably said to him, I love the Adams family, by the way. And he's like, what do you mean? And they're like, those movies you made. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like you said, Nightmare Before Christmas. He didn't direct that. Henry Selleck doesn't get enough credit. No. Um, I legitimately was, didn't know that until this year. You didn't know that? I, I somehow, it's one of those things. I don't think I'm alone in that. You know, I take full no. ownership. Well, it's but called I, no, no, no. Tim it's, Burton's it, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas because he produced it. Boom. But he wasn't. He had a bigger name. He didn't day. direct it. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that put you know creatively input things like he 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 helped make it but he wasn't the director and right. you can kind of even see it like uh henry Selleck made Coraline, which is a great movie mm-hmm. tim burton made princess bride not that great to me anyway Coraline, a film we saw that same year <laughs> high at that same theater together when Love we Coraline. saw fucking uh, uh well, no you said princess bride i don't think that's what you meant princess correct? bride or the what? Are, oh, Corpse Bride, right? Corpse, Corpse Bride, Bride, yes. yes, yes. Yeah. So Tim Burton made Corpse Bride. Exactly. Henry Selleck made Coraline. Is it Henry called? Henry Selleck is like a stop motion, yes. like master. Like he, he's mm-hmm. great at stop motion. Even worse, is it called Tim Burton's George and the Giant Peach? Is that what that's um, called? I'll check. Maybe, I'm sorry, I'm James sure. and the Giant Peach. Is that what that's called? Because that's another Henry Selleck movie that, that he Selleck produced, too. though. Yeah, not not it's Tim Burton produced. Oh, okay, good. But I think that's what's interesting. Yeah, you know, that's a great one. And Coraline's awesome as well. But uh, it's interesting to me because I think a lot of people in our generation talk about Hot Topic and Jack Skellington and, and stuff. Sally, like the most attributed, you know, Tim Burton aesthetic is not a Tim Burton yeah. directed joint. And I think no. that's kind of kind of weird. Well, because he became so synonymous with that aesthetic, which he, I'm sure he had a lot of input on yeah. that movie. Oh, he, 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 as an animator at CalArts, we should say wrote a short story that is four pages long with these drawings that right. are nightmare before Christmas. He also made so like he, that, the art style the is his. Victor short. That's like about yes. like yeah. the Frank and Weenie similar short. style. Frank yeah. and Weenie. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, I think he's more of a, he has more of an aesthetic than he does like a style. So to yes. speak as a director. Totally. Right? It's so. Mike. It's black and white stripes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> he's not a style. It's a look. Yeah, yeah that's right. But it, it does make sense. He finally gets to do uh, something in the Adams family, you know, behind the camera, directing it. And I think, uh, yeah, it's right up his alley. There might be a little bit of rough edges, but, you know, you know, Wednesday doesn't want to be well-rounded. She wants to have a sharp edge. So I guess That's mission bad. accomplished. Can we the only say bummer that- about uh, Tim Burton being involved is that we didn't get Helena Bonham Carter in this thing. Right, because she, she oh, geez, where was she? Yeah. yeah, and I guarantee that's the reason she's not the principal. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What if she just plays her character um, from Harry Potter, <laughs> just Bellatrix visiting the Lestrange. school, Bellatrix the Strange as a guest yeah, lecturer, an escaped convict? I mean, that's basically <laughs> yeah, what Christina yeah. Ritchie's playing, right? Is yeah, maniac from the past. Too. She could have been the Christina Ritchie role or the Gwendolyn Christie role. 
but I'm glad she wasn't. Yeah. But season two, let's let's do it. Do it. Take yeah. my dare you. Yeah, I would like it. Do you come back to the school? Do you just make it about Wednesday? Is it more about the Adams family? Yeah, Maybe I guess Pugsley. season two specu- speculations before. Pugsley's a year point. older, so he starts going to Nevermore. She's got to like take care of her younger brother uh, kind of fuck, thing. That is what it's going to be, Jacob. Oh, God right. fucking damn you. Yeah. And then he's <sighs> a new headmaster. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, who who closed the school faster? How many dead bodies did it take? Hogwarts or Nevermore? <laughs> I want to know. The reveal that the principal stood in for the dead kid because it's what the dad would have wanted. I'm like, no matter what excuse you're saying right now, it's like, this is all over. <laughs> right. Dumbledore's done some questionable stuff too, and he kept his. Job, I don't know, so. Mike. We we dragged Dumbledore when we did those yeah, seven yeah. episodes. Like as they go went on, I remember putting children all, in like, danger, turning on him, like truly being like, "This well, guy's a fucking psychopath." But with, I, when you're even at, like, he a school for magic down. and stuff, yeah. a lot yeah. of things can go wrong, right? And <laughs> when you have school with vampires and werewolves, like of course someone's gonna die eventually. Like <gasps> the hide and, got out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. But again, I think a weakness of this season for me was that there was like too many deaths. Like the therapist died. Gwendolyn Christie died. Thing almost died. And it was like, again, what's the point of killing Gwendolyn Christie just to have another death scene? Or like she didn't want to come back. I don't know. She has no Hagrid. She has no Mm. ally uh, adult figure that Mm. sort of can anchor there too. She needs a kindly new teacher at that school next season who shares similar interests as her. Or... We were just talking about other characters. Maybe grandma, it's revealed, was a fucking teacher back in the day. And she grandmama. has to go to the school and she, grandmama. And now she's, you know, I teach bones class. You can always come to my room for advice. <laughs> it's with, like divination. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. like, great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Hella Bonham Carter. Sign her up. <laughs> you know, just. Old yeah, no cover. kidding, Mike. Jesus yeah. Christ. Give her a white shot. Angelica of Houston. Oh, oh that see my Jacob, alive. I don't know you're doing the wrong any thing. of that stuff. Get it all out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh I don't know. I would I, season two. I'm down to watch a season two, whatever it may be. Um I thought, you know, like I said, it's not amazing, it's not life changing TV, but it's enjoyable enough for for an eight hour watch of a you know, just a little show to watch, right? I would yeah. recommend it. You could tell me AIs wrote this show. I mean, it is truly, to me, the death of creativity. This is content. Wow. I, regardless well, if it's good or bad, But do we content. know it was an algorithm that created it or just someone had the idea of like, Wednesday Adams, modern day, age her up a few years, so she's in high school. Listen and, to what you're boom, saying. You got a show. <laughs> so like, there's 15 steps you have to get to to be like, and this is marketable. Well, how so, did they create Riverdale? Was that created by an algorithm? I... Let's Again. make a teen drama about That's exactly what you said <laughs> yeah. of somebody goes, we own a thing from the 50s. I would like if people bought that thing from the 50s. And separately, you get uh, Alexandra Aha or whatever that guy's name is. I can't remember right now who goes like, well, I was thinking about making a show about Twin Peaks in high school. And you're like, great. It, th- <laughs> that happens to Archie Andrews. And you're right. like, okay. And I think it is the same thing where it's like yeah. the algorithm says 
all this stuff works. We will listen to pitches that include these things. What do you have? And they go, well, I was kicking around something with the Adams family and they go, the Adams family stars a girl that's from 14 to 18. Right. And you're like, well, yeah, it does. Technically Mm -hmm. she's a girl boss or it's just a magical school script. And they're like, what do we own? That we can slap yes. on top of yeah. it. it you know, again, it, what, is it going to be a Raul Dahl property? I truly believe something like that could have occurred where they're like, what are the books from the 50s we own? Right. right. Hey, why are these uh, Gen Z kids seem pretty sad? Do we have anything kind of moody and goth that we can throw on here? Oh, perfect. I think it what makes it a lot of sense why why this got made. I, and, I, I, uh, yeah. I don't think it's the worst piece of content. I think it has some issues with the writing. No. But yeah, and well, you guys are going to love my Netflix murder mystery set at Wayside School for Kids or whatever those those <laughs> fucking dumbass kid books were called. Do you, have, you guys oh, remember geez. Wayside? No. Oh, no. Far, far Tales from Wayside or whatever. Is that called? what those? Yeah, I think that's what those are called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where the janitor solves mysteries, but they're all like insane kids. I'm going to yeah. do an edgy reboot of the Boxcar Children. That's my project. <laughs> yeah, that's a much that I should have pulled from. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Did I right, tell yeah. you about my, my Boxcar Children script where they find a drifter with his head right. cut off? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And the Hardy right, Boys, right. the Nancy Drew, yeah. Well, and remember, we, universe, know, yeah. we know that that Hulu Hardy Boys exists because my beloved, uh, what is his name from the Halloween franchise? Is Corey Cunningham. Star- oh, yeah. Corey Cunningham. We love Corey Cunningham. How could we forget? <laughs> Mike immediately forget. blurts out, Corey Cunningham. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will always remember Corey. I think that's uh, the thing, though, is just like, yeah, that's what most of Hollywood now is like, what existing IPs can we turn into like a, a teen show or whatever? Like, guys, you don't need to make new stuff now. But I guess that's kind of been the case for a long time. Like Smallville, yeah, obviously, that's based on Superman and DC Comics. Yep. So like everything I'm these not days is based it. on something else. Yeah, what yeah. if Superman had teenage angst yeah. yeah but but the the again and this is boomer talk the ability of creativity that came from we think this is what people like you fill in the gaps with what you think versus the robot told me in a dream that ones and zeros were processed this many hours by 16 children and a kid named Jacob needs to see, you know, this little girl with pigtails solve mysteries. So, yeah. you know, put the thing in there. That that just seems so much more limiting to me. I'd rather they the just have a vision in a want. fever dream <laughs> than an analytics based <laughs> Look, Colin, the algorithm yeah. knows. The algorithm knows deep down yeah. what show you want to watch exactly. I, yeah, it show. does. Ooh, it spooky. does. It did. It made American it. Vandals and then it canceled it. I, it there's, the, here's the thing. Just there's no the guarantee on the creativity, too, because once it – here's the thing. This was released on Thanksgiving. It got the most watched eyes of all time. Okay. Can you recreate that on season two? Do you just release it on another holiday? I'll say this. There were three other shows released on Netflix on the same day. Can you guys name any of them? Squid Game 2. Mm, nope. nope. No, I nope, don't know. Nope. Oh, wait. And that's how mm, Netflix nope. goes. It's a crapshoot every time because but they, they make, know. Yeah, they, they make a million the shows. To back Some of them. Up. Yeah, like two of them will be a hit. And that's what pays of them off the yeah. rest of them. You and then have the video when those two out. stop providing, those are collateral damage too. And you go, well, Netflix. Okay. Did Netflix the queen drop the same day? Choices. 
the queen i i can't maybe I, a new season I think of the queen, but that's no been on for a while. i can't remember what it was but some other stuff came out where i said wow really and there's just nothing they just don't even tell you netflix <laughs> makes some weird decisions like buying the the knives out franchise for 400 million dollars and then releasing the new knives out movie for one week limited time in theaters the franchise that made 800 million dollars an original property in box office when it was released and you decide like well that'll generate eyeballs and you go like but what is the we'll release it for a week in theaters where it's Mm -hmm. super popular then pull it and wait another month to release it on netflix make that make sense to me look at disney plus we're enchanted Huge box office, unexpected box office. Okay, well, right. we're going to make a sequel where it goes direct to the thing. It makes zero dollars, but again, it maybe got people to subscribe. The whole model, I n- none of this yeah. is working. I just well, want again, everybody Prey, to say this and know this. You're not Prey making money. Made Prey was the number one the thing on the planet. It yeah. means nothing when you write these Forbes theoretical what they made articles. Guess what? Your industry is a sham. It's all speculation and it's ridiculous yeah. and, and it's fine because I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. I want to work in the film industry and recognizing what it is, is important. And we are going to reach a point where even stuff like this, Netflix isn't going to be able to take a gamble on because they're going to get so specific that they go, but this loses five people and we want all 100. Yeah. Netflix also notorious for, canceling popular shows after their second season so they don't have to pay the creators and, and people that work on it a pay bump oh it's part one season. and part two what's part yeah. two that's season two no, no no it's season one contractually it is season right. one we don't have to pay you again mm-hmm. oh, but i think great. all these streaming services they're still trying to figure out how to be profitable in this day and age of, of and streaming. they never will be <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> maybe but that's South kind Park of the future right. of that's the future of hollywood in the entertainment industry is that like Nobody really knows anything anymore. Like streaming broke the entire theatrical model. So now they have to find other (laughs) ways to make money. Commercials were the only thing that paid for all of this. And you going and buying popcorn when it's the big pictures. And when we took both those things away, it's almost like there's not really a way for anyone to make any money at all. So you just spend and spend and spend to be the one person still spending. Great. I think we've done it. I think Colin is finally ready to wolf out. Um, so let's let him uh, unleash as we go to final thoughts. <laughs> We're back. We're talking. Netflix's Wednesday, of mm-hmm. course, based on the property of Charles N. Adams, the Adams family, like Jacob said, our favorite New Yorker comic strip adaptation. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, it's not going to be that one duck cartoon from that episode of Seinfeld that we all remember. No, no, no. Far side. Yeah, well, I guess the far side was. You know what? If they ever made a far side TV show, I'd be pretty down for that, Jake. <laughs> yeah, get Gary Larson on board. As long as the algorithm, I don't know. Fucking find him, man. He's somewhere out there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Wednesday, Netflix, you know, we were talking the state of the streaming union. You know, if uh, Wednesday is uh, 
their latest monster and you know the netflix is its master and we'll see what they unleash upon us going forward (laughs) every every streaming show has a master everyone knows this look the important thing is mouse (laughs) or a robot are not monsters except for the one that was a monster and was bad it was a normie but also an outcast (laughs) yeah well here's the thing it's what made the monster bad was the masters you know there's there's no bad dogs just bad owners right who was a normie that's right yeah. How did she? How did she get a job at a school for weirdos? What did she say she was? Well, that's what they about? say a few times. Like, and this is our mm. first normie teacher. So, she's oh, is like that what the they say? Hire, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, okay. That's yeah. diversity. Thank hire. you. Okay, that works. <laughs> that makes sense. So, don't trust normies is the theme of this. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if an, you're outcast, an outsider, don't try to fit in with normies. Should we start calling this podcast Outcasts Like Us? <laughs> I think we're just going to switch it now. Yeah, Outcasts. Gorgons okay. like Mike. That's right. I like what they said. Gorgons are always getting stoned. That was a great line to me, but it was hell yeah. The part where Christina Ritchie says, "My father always said to outwit outcasts or whatever she says, you have to outsmart them." I'm like, "That's that made great. no sense to me." <laughs> oh, I loved it. I was like, "Perfect, great." To outsmart yeah. outcasts, you have to outthink them. I think is what she said. And I was like, "Yeah, what?" Well, to you outwit don't have any powers. Outcasts. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, yeah. Somehow it did make sense. I swear it did. <laughs> That's right. my brain leaked out of my ear slightly. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just go, you know, we, we kind of talked this thing to death, which Wednesday would love things being talked to death. Um, I don't think it's as offensive as it. I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. I'm down for season two. It does have some maybe algorithmic issues but i i think it's just maybe to me just the writing is a little i don't think it's that big of a problem but it does have the umbrella academy vibes harry potter it's a little bit everything um but i think it's fine it's fun and uh i'd watch a second season and i think it's appropriate that on thanksgiving we're questioning the pilgrim narrative so points on you netflix to do that to us that's right yeah i think uh yeah i agree with you it's not high art or anything but it's an enjoyable tv show it's, you know, if you like CW teen dramas, if you like Harry Potter, if you like Umbrella Academy, if you like any of these things, you'll probably like the show. And, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. You're really and, watching uh, for the performance almost. Yeah. yeah. I think it's got, like you said, one killer performance that makes it rise above like your Riverdales and your, you know, whatever lock, else. But Lock and key. Yeah, oh, another yeah. throwaway I mean, version on, of this. Yeah, yeah. Of a What's mystery oh, of kids. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another one that I watched. What was it called? Like something of skulls and bones or something. I don't even remember. It's another YA adaptation on Netflix. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, you know. But that's you know again we're you know adult males in their early 30s. Not exactly the yeah. main target <clears throat> audience for the show, and no. that's okay. Because it's yes. still enjoyable. And I think it's enjoy. I think yeah. if you're a teen, you'll like it. If you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you'll like it. Yeah. You're 100% right about that. No defense. But I will say, the the high art comment, yes. High art, low art. That's I have no issue with B-made movies. The passion behind it. The result of how something comes out, who cares? That's content. That's That's, you know, objective. You're biased either way. It's, do you like it, not like it? That's on you. Okay. Why something is made is my issue. This is ice cream. Ice cream is not naturally occurring. It is a chemical process that is put together and is being put in front of us. Whether or not, again, the ice cream is good or bad, that's up to your taste buds, buddy. I, 
I'm I'm licking this thing and I'm going like, oh wow, we're making ice cream. <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> sure, you are the one who consistently makes the finest ice cream. You don't make good ice cream. You make bad ice cream, but consistently you make fine ice cream. And it's yeah. And look, it's like it's like we're get, it's all getting down to the same shit because people. It's this is the McDonald's Marvel argument where it's mm. like. Yeah, it's not high art. It's not low art. It's consistency. Again, that is content for yeah. content's sake. Marvel at this point is making that because they are a machine. And it is a movie to them is Apple releasing a new iMac. It is a product. Right. It's very shiny. They want you to buy it. That's great. This is the same thing. That's fine. This is a content. It's a product. I'm buying it. Will I watch season two? Of course, because I know that the robot knows I want season two. Fantastic. Yeah. You beat me, robot. You're going to win in the end. I've seen Terminator. <laughs> I'm not well, going to be able to beat you, robot. Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, I don't know how much passion there is behind it. I don't know how much Tim Burton really cared about the show if he just put his name on it and was kind of half-assed. Or Alfred Go and Mark Miller. Yeah, but I do think this show could have been more half-assed. So I think mm. it, it there was some effort put into it by at least some of the people that were making it. Um, you know, it could have been worse, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and if you want to get into the Marvel of all of it all, yeah. I think Marvel is like McDonald's, not because it's always consistent, but because it's usually, like you said, it's usually fine. Sometimes you have McDonald's and you have a really Quality good McDonald's. Control. Sometimes you have really shit McDonald's, but normally, like you said, yeah, it's pretty consistently fine. Sometimes you get a great meal. Sometimes you get a shit meal. Sometimes you get a great Marvel movie. Sometimes you get a shit one. Mostly you get a solid B, B plus, something like that, right? And it kind of surprised if you get an extra good Big Mac. You're like, oh, yeah. Well, how about that? You, but you're usually not really ordering off of what you know, right? When you go and you're like, McDonald's has something called like a Southwestern burger. What the hell's Black Panther? And then you watch it and you're like, wait, this is fucking good. And they're like, well, it's a limited time only. When you come back next week, you're getting McNuggets again. And it's like, right. well, I guess I am. There isn't that with Netflix. Netflix, Jacob, to your point, they don't have the consistency to go like Stranger Things, equal to Stranger Things, equal to Stranger Things, equal to Stranger Things. They're young. They're trying to figure it out maybe god bless them there is still a little bit of that human element going like i don't know like let's get fucking freaky like let's fucking try some stuff and if it works we'll get lucky and god bless yeah. us just well they should we gotta stay away from the icy roboticness of it all please i think they should take a lesson from their big hit stranger things which wasn't created by an algorithm like the Duffer brothers came up with this. They were pilot. passionate. They yeah. pitched. No one else would buy it. You're 100% Netflix right, Netflix bought it, Jacob. came a big hit. And then they let the Duffer brothers do what they wanted for the next four seasons and didn't really like say, oh, no, well, now we want to make it so it's like still super profitable. So make this character do this or whatever. They didn't really interfere in that way. So I guess that, I guess pay, you know, pay creators to make stuff they're passionate about. I think that's the ultimate secret because Love if it. you, because when most people, when they watch stuff, they can tell if it was made by someone who's passionate about it or not. And generally, that's the good stuff, right? Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I talked about how I rewatched Blade Runner 2049. Someone was very passionate about that, and it, it shows. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think you said it best, Jacob. The, the, and Wednesday would probably like the best review for this coming from you. And I think in general, Wednesday, it could have been worse. Uh, it would be worse. It really yeah. could have been. 
yeah, it could have been worse. So at least be thankful for that. But let's not travel down the dark path, hopefully, as Colin's suggesting. But yeah, it could have been worse. So that's her reaction that. to the school. Like at first she hates yes. it. And then she's like, wait, I actually fit in here. Because Maybe it's... this forced vacation won't be so bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Hmm. So embrace the pain, you know. And I'd be happy to have kind more of secretly Wednesday. Like it. Yes. Yeah. Well, there we go. We've done it on this Monday, releasing on a Tuesday. We've talked Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday, and my dudes. The state of the it's stream. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us in Nevermore. Uh, for this Never special more. Wednesday. Yeah. That's right. We're done talking our favorite uh, Edgar Allan Poe-themed canoe events. Instead, we're going to be wrapping mm, up here and Poe say, Cup. check us out at normies underscore like underscore us or out outcasts underscore like underscore <laughs> yeah, us. Outcasts yeah. like us, not like on us. YouTube, which is, of course, a podcast run by a Gorgon, a werewolf, and... Um, a siren. Yeah. I'm actually right. a hide. A hide. Uh, that's uh, You're normal right on ours, and then you go yeah. do the hide. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just siren right songing just, to. I'm jekyling. Yeah. I'm totally jekyling, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm jekyling today, bro. No, I'm I'm just siren songing you to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends. You know, right? <laughs> your amulet off. Yeah. When yeah. you're on. So many drugs or you're so drunk you can't function, but for five minutes you have to. That should be called jekyling, where it's like, yeah, before you bro, hide out. <laughs> we have to put in your order at the Taco Bell drive through You have to jekyl right now. It's like, oh, I'm hiding out. <laughs> Don't hide. I'd, Don't hide, brother. I'd, hey, could I get a chalupa? Thank you so much. <laughs> You're like running around in the parking lot and they're like, oh, that's a fucking Jekyll and Hyde over there. <laughs> and if you guys yeah. find yourself at home listening when you feel like you're about to hide out, just throw on our episode and let it play on repeat all night, you know, <laughs> while you forget. Right. Please. When you're shackled in your cave getting your injections. <laughs> what? Throw yeah. on our cast uh, like this. There's, I, here's the other thing. I'm going to be talking about this show for a while because there uh-huh. are so many things where I'm going to be saying to like Joe, if he hasn't watched it, where I'm be like... You haven't seen the hide or you know, like you haven't like seen yeah. the Gorgon guy? Like, oh, so. All right. Yep. I don't want to spoil it, but. No, yeah, we won't. It's we a good won't. show. But yeah. uh, again, let us know, Normies, if you watched it too, what you think, which day of the week you want to be named after. Um, I'm a Saturday kid, of course. And, Friday's uh, in love. Friday's Jacob's in love. And uh, like, subscribe. That helps us out a lot. And of course, check out our YouTube as well some great videos going up there and we have been your hosts this is it for the normies here um yeah colin mez colin mez i like it uh you know monday's child is fair of face this is mike tisha thank you for listening (laughs) how dare you and this is uncle jake esther (laughs) so long normies (laughs) and outcasts Bye. bye My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!